and giggles, coming-of-age experiences, stories, and learnings to help you navigate life in your 20s. Hi, I'm Lena. I'm Sasha. We're two friends who connected over our love of desserts and heart-to-heart conversations about what it means to live fully. We believe knowledge sharing is important in helping to expand our views of the world, and we wanted to create a space where others can join us in our journey to become the best versions of ourselves. Today's podcast is about creating and maintaining a strong self-relationship. We will discuss why having a relationship with yourself is so important, as well as understanding your current self-relationship and ways you can develop and nurture a stronger relationship. We want to start off the podcast series by discussing self-relationship, you know, as opposed to relationship with others, is because you will be the only person that will be around with you all your life. Really, through the shittiest part of your life, you will always be there with yourself, in a bathroom, trying to push through it all. (laughs) (laughs) Figuratively speaking, though, we all face shitty situations of different sorts, whether it involves crashing your new car, losing a cherished person or item, or being broken up with someone that you thought about spending the rest of your life with. These are all experiences that I have gone through, by the way. But eventually, we all had to learn to comfort ourselves, hold our own hands, and be the person that you could count on to get your life back together. Well put, Sasha. Often, when we think about relationships, we think of romantic relationships. However, one of the most important yet overlooked relationships is the one with ourselves. Growing up, I was constantly reminded the importance of maintaining a respectful and supportive relationship with my family at home. At school, I was taught to play nicely with my peers and how there is no I in team. Naturally, I also learned about boys and how the perfect boy would get my heart to dance on its toes. I thrived off praise from my family, encouragement from my friends, and the occasional smiling eyes from my crush across the classroom. I sought fulfillment through others around me, yet I often felt lonely because the reality is no one other person can be there with you at all times of your life. This was especially true when I started college. I was initially excited to pursue college in the big city after spending years of my life in the suburbs. However, I soon found myself in an unfamiliar setting with new faces that I could not immediately connect with on a personal level. My first quarter away from home, I found myself bursting into tears every time I came back to my room. I hated the emptiness of my own bedroom and company. Fortunately, this period of my life allowed me to learn to better connect with myself. I took time to reflect on my experiences, pushed myself out of my comfort zone to try different things, discover new hobbies, and became someone that I could rely on to create a fulfilling life for myself. I'm so glad to know that you that you turned out to be, Lina. <laughs> I actually think this is a common theme for women, well, maybe for some men also, to feel the need to be dependent on others for a sense of excitement or worth. Last year, I met a woman crying in the New York train station. She was telling me how her husband of 30 years had cheated on her multiple times, and she didn't even know what to do because her life had revolved around him for the entire marriage. And now to her, it seemed that her life was ending, 
I did the obvious thing. I comforted her and told her that it was not too late to stand up for herself and be independent. Yes, I agree. Each new day presents an opportunity to grow from our past and to do things differently. I think in a romantic or platonic relationship, it's important to be able to grow with each other as well as on your own. We will discuss relationships with others in a future episode. However, we believe that a meaningful relationship with others begins with a thoughtful relationship with yourself, which is why we're here today. I want to talk about an amazing woman, Tracy McMillian, who is a famous author and a creator of the TED Talk, Marrying Yourself. She said from her child and error experiences that, and I quote, I have been marrying everyone in sight, except the one person I need to marry in order to have a great relationship. And that once I marry that person, all of my relationships will be successes, even the failures. Can you explain to me why the failed relationships would also be considered successes? Yes. If you understand yourself and what makes you happy, a failed relationship with someone else doesn't necessarily reflect on your own failures. It becomes an experience that allows you to understand the lack of fit between you two, which will be useful in approaching other relationships in your life in the future. Hmm, that makes sense. I think right now would be a good opportunity, actually, to take a moment to better understand our current relationship with ourselves. So in 15 seconds or less, could you tell me about the nature of your relationship with yourself? Is it a comforting one, a neglectful one, or an enabling one? I challenge you all to think of three descriptors that describe your self-relationship. You can pause the podcast if you like here to take a moment to think about this question if you like. But I'd like to talk about me. My relationship with myself is romantic at times, always silly, very much cactus-like. Cactus-like? That's a descriptor (laughs) I haven't heard before. Yeah, I am really tough on myself sometimes. I can be abrasive towards myself when really I'm looking to be nurtured. Also, cacti live far away from civilization. I spend a lot of time just doing things on my own because that really gives me the time to introspect. Solo activities such as cleaning my room while listening to music, occasionally dance a little bit when, the, when my favorite music comes on, or playing guitar with my broom. Other times, I just simply go read a book in the sun in a park somewhere. See, cacti loves warmth and doesn't need too much attention. <laughs> That's great your relationship with yourself involves taking time to reflect on your needs. I would describe my relationship with myself as demanding but compassionate. Growing up, I have always had high expectations for myself, and I would be disappointed when I didn't always meet those expectations. However, as I've gotten older, I learned to exercise more self-compassion. I give myself time to grow into the roles and positions that I want. When I find myself coming short of my goals, I take the time to reflect on the progress that I have made and talk myself through a new game plan to get to where I want to be. It's important to recognize challenges that we face with ourselves and areas for improvement. Yes, let's talk about how to develop a better relationship with yourself. I think a progressive step you can take to develop a better relationship with yourself is to be more observant of your feelings, both physically and mentally. Try to find patterns in what you're feeling. Let's talk about the physical aspect first. I personally found that sleeping at 11.30 every night and waking up 7 a.m. 
every morning would give me the maximum amount of energy during the day. A part of loving myself would mean that I make more of an effort to give myself that energy. If exercising helps to relieve your stress, do it more often. Or if drinking coffee in the morning makes your stomach upset, do it less. It's as easy as that. Mentally, check in with yourself. Ask yourself how you're doing and try to understand why you're feeling the way you do. Think about what events and behaviors tend to make you feel happy or unhappy. Try to increase your exposure to the types of events and behaviors that make you feel good and limit your exposure to those that make you feel not so good. The solution is not always clear-cut, but understanding what your issues are is a key starting point. Also, figure out what interests you and take the time to pursue it. Often, your interests will make you a more interesting person to others or lead you to find like-minded individuals that you can connect with. You will see your self-confidence grow as you develop an expertise on something, whether it is birdwatching, improv comedy, photography, surfing, or raising cacti. (laughs) (laughs) That's clever, Lena. I see what you did there. Also, just go on dates with yourself. I personally love dating myself. No compromises need to be made. There's no, oh, you want a party? I want to go to the museum. When I talk about dates, it means an actual date. Dress yourself up nicely. Wear a dress that you love. Do your hair and makeup. And go do your favorite thing. Watch a ballet show. Go on a hike date with yourself. Gym dates, drink dates, dance dates. You're the best self when you're doing the things you love. I agree. Going on dates with yourself is a great idea. Uh, Admittedly, I initially felt embarrassed and uncomfortable to do activities by myself. However, I realized that I was the only person judging myself and that others actually admired my courage to venture out on my own, especially when it looked like I was having a good time. These days, I love hanging out with my friends when I have the chance. However, I also look forward to my solo adventures where I get to partake in activities of my choice and approach them at my own pace. Mm, Solo adventures. I love it. One last thing that I want to mention. Try to make that self-relationship as unconditional as you can. It is easy to love yourself when everything's wonderful and beautiful. Remind yourself in a moment of the emotional turmoil or any undesirable conditions to still practice self-love is a much tougher task that people often neglect. That means no, I will love myself when I lose five pounds or I will love myself when I make a million bucks. In Tracy McMillan's term, love yourself right where you are. so much for joining us today for Shits and Giggles. We want to hear your thoughts. Feel free to email us at podcast.shitsandgiggles at gmail.com to share your insights with us on the topics we discussed or let us know if you have any other topics you would like us to cover.